The Fibber, McGee, and Molly Show. NBC and Tums bring you Fibber, McGee, and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Huttle. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. This is Don Wilson for Tums. <laughs> well, I guess everybody celebrates the new year each in his own way. Maybe you're planning to have friends in for the evening or going to a party, or perhaps you're planning a night on the town. However you celebrate, don't take a chance on having your evening spoiled by acid indigestion or heartburn. Carry Tums in pocket or purse. Then if acid indigestion should strike as a result of overeating, overindulgence, or too much smoking, you'll be prepared for don't wait relief. No waiting for glasses, spoons, or water. No mixing. You take Tums on the spot, like candy, for safe, fast relief. And since it's the new year, get the convenient economical 12-roll box of Tums for only a dollar. It's like getting two extra rolls free. Buy the single roll at 10 cents or the 12-roll box at one dollar. Get Tums from your druggist now. Tums, America's number one choice for don't wait relief from acid indigestion and heartburn. The big talk around Wistful Vista this week is the New Year's Eve dance and home-baked vaudeville show being thrown at the local Elks Club. Here's a local Elk giving his wife a fast rundown on the situation right now. So I says to Watson this morning, he's in charge of the entertainment committee for the Elks, you know, Watson is. Yes, so I've heard. They gave it to him because he's the executive type. Got a loud voice, a habit of interrupting people when they're talking, and a talent for getting everybody else to do the dirty work. (laughs) Also, he's got the kind of a face that if nothing else works, he can get a laugh by just poking it out through the curtains between the acts. (laughs) Well, what'd you say to him? What'd I say to him? Oh, well, well, Watson, I says, uh, I'm a busy man, and I don't have much time for that kind of stuff, but since it's for my brother Elks, I'll do it, so I'm going to do it. Do what? Be in the show that us Elks are putting on at the New Year's Eve party. I'll probably headline the bill. What do you think of that? Well, I think it ought to be fun. You just let me know what you're going to be in the show, and I'll make you a nice costume. Ah, uh, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff, kiddo. I got everything I need right out here in the living room. In the living room? While you were out talking to the milkman, I brought my old vaudeville trunk down out of the attic. Oh, no. You're not going out on that Elk Club stage and do that. Right. The old act that I and Fred Nittany, the guy that him and I used to have as a vaudeville act together from Star Rock, Illinois, together did in vaudeville. When he and I used to tell them funny jokes, like I'd say to him, I'd say to Fred, how's your brother? And he'd say, not so good. Got his arm broken two places, and I'd say, he ought to stay out of them places. <laughs> Look, dearie, there's a place you should stay out of, too. That's the Elks Club with those jokes. Don't you worry. This is all proven material. Surefire. Oh, my. When I walk out on that stage Thursday night, I'll be the hit of the show. Well, let's argue that later, lover. Right now, I've got to get down to the grocery store. We won't have any dinner. Okay. I'll be back in a few minutes. Don't get into any trouble while I'm gone. What do you mean, trouble? What can happen in a few minutes? That is a very interesting question. One I ask myself every time I go out, and there's always an interesting answer waiting when I get back. Well, you just take your time. All I'm going to do is try on a few of these funny hats in my old vaudeville trunk. Want to see if they still fit me. Be good. I'll be back soon. Okay. Now, there goes a good kid. Wives may come and wives may go, but not my wife. She's afraid to leave me alone for a minute. How can a guy get into any trouble just looking into an old vaudeville trunk? Well, look at this. My old Jimmy Durante nose. Oh, still fits, too. Ha-cha-cha-cha. I got a million of them. Ha-cha-cha-cha. Hey, 
has my own beat-up felt hat that I used to hit Fred over the head with when a joke didn't get a laugh. Ah, oh, those vaudeville days. No, I want to do that. Uh, come in. Hi, mister. Oh, it's you, Teeny. I just came out. Oh, he did it, didn't he? He went and did it. Who did what? What you talking about, sis? Mr. Howell. Hmm? He did it. He punched you in the mouth just like he said he would. It's all swell out. <laughs> no, nobody punched me in the nose, sis. This isn't my nose. See? Just a piece of cardboard. Like a cat. Oh. <laughs> Gee, that's a swell idea, I bet you. I wish I had a hat like that for my nose so it wouldn't get cold. This ain't a Beezer bond, sis. It's one of the props I used to use when I was in Vaudeville. Where, mister? Vaudeville, sis. Haven't you heard of Vaudeville? No. We're only up to Mexico. My geography class is... No, 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 Teeny. Vaudeville ain't a country. It's it's a show. Only, hey, I'll tell you what. You sit right down here and I'll show you what Vaudeville is. Okay? Oh, boy. A Vaudeville. This will be wonderful, I bet you. I got a record here someplace that I and Fred Nitton used to open with. And... Oh, here it is. Let me turn this record player on. Oh, boy, I love shows, mister. You want to have this show. <laughs> no, not, not yet. Wait till I get off stage here to start. You can put the needle on the record when I tell you. I'll come on to the music, you see? Okay? Okay. Ready, on stage? Music. Okay, drop the needle, Teeny. <laughs> thing happened to me on the way to the theater tonight. A man walked up to me and said, Mister, will you give me a dime for a cup of coffee? And I said, I might. Let's see the coffee. <laughs> Don't you get it, Tinny? I said, it's... What does that mean, Mister? Hmm? What does that mean? No, you, you don't drink coffee, do you? No. Did he want to sell you the coffee, Mister? Because a dime... I'm afraid this stuff's a little too sophisticated for you, sis. It's too subtle. You run along home and tell your folks to be at the Elks Club New Year's Eve, though, will you? Because when I walk out on that stage and start firing them jokes at them, I'll make it. There's more fun with the McGee shortly. Democracy and education go hand in hand because each depends upon the other. The importance of education in good schools is an American tradition that goes back to the earliest days of our nation. The fact is, our whole way of life is based upon our public school system. And in a way, our pride in our schools is as important as our pride in our country. Today, a serious situation in our schools is arising, caused by an unprecedented increase in our population. Our schools must be made adequate in both numbers and facilities to take care of millions more children. In many communities, new and larger school buildings are needed. Classes are crowded, and there just aren't enough teachers to do a good job. In other communities, school facilities are old-fashioned and inadequate. It's up to every citizen to find out just what the conditions are in the schools in his community. If improvements are needed, join with others and see that those improvements are made. If you need help in improving conditions, write to the National Citizens Commission for Public Schools, New York City, New York. McGee, I'm home. Oh, hi, kiddo. You should have been here. I did part of my act for Teeny. Oh, did she enjoy it? Oh, she loved me. I told her a couple of my surefire jokes. You should have heard that kid laugh. Liked them, did she? Well, you, you know how kids are. Easiest audience in the world. Did you finish your marketing? Yes, I brought along the things we'll need for tonight. The old timer will deliver the rest later. Here, let me help you with that stuff. Set it on the sink. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. Just hand me those things, I'll put them away. Celery. Celery. 
You know, I've been going over this old act of mine. Potatoes? Potatoes. You know, looking over these jokes Fred and I used to do. Corn. Some of them maybe slightly. Oh, okay, corn, yeah. Oh, here you are. I, I got a problem telling these jokes, though, Molly. You said it. The trouble is it takes two people to tell them, you know. They're questions and answer type jokes. Like I used to say to Fred, tell me, Schultz. Schultz! Yeah, we had what we called a Meyer and Schultz routine. I was Meyer and he was Schultz, you know. <laughs> Except during matinees, we used to switch it around to break the monotony. Oh, I see. Tell me, Schultz, I'd say... Do you know what kind of vegetable do you raise in the beer garden? <laughs> that was after the see-the-sea routine, you see. Then he would say, no, I don't. Tell me, Meyer, what kind of vegetable do you raise in the beer garden? And then I'd come back with the snapper. I'd say... Stewed tomatoes. Oh, you know that one. It's vaguely familiar. Hand me that pot roast there. Oh, I got a lot of others. All just a sure fire is that one you ruined by coming in with that snapper before I had it. Well, I'm sorry, dearie, but that is an awful old joke. Well, still plenty of people who haven't heard it. But that isn't my problem. My problem is I need a good straight man. Who I could get. I need somebody with a kind of a hangdog expression. You know, sad-looking. Sad-looking guy that'll get the audience's sympathy. With those jokes, he'll certainly have mine. Should be a guy with a good, loud voice that they can hear him clear to the back row on account of because... Hey, the old-timer. Now, dearie, he's an old man. He can't run as fast as he used to. Hi, daughter. Here's the rest of your groceries. Put them down right there, old-timer. I want to talk to you. Oh, hi, Johnny. Sure, what's on your mind? Old-timer? I'm going to do you a great big favor. Oh, dear. Oh, you don't have to tip me, Johnny. Forget it. No sense you going through that whole business and looking through your pockets for change again. Last time you did that, it ended up with me lending you a quarter, and I can't afford that again today, so let's skip it. I wasn't talking about that. How would you like to go on the stage? Oh, not me, Johnny. I'm too old. I told you, dearie. Papa used to drive the stage between Abilene and Sandy Gulch. No, no. The way that coach used to bounce all over the road, it was all Papa could do to hang on. <laughs> Got so, he had to fill his hip pockets full of lead to keep from bouncing off. That's where that expression came from. What expression? Next time, try the train. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't talking about the stagecoach. I was talking about the entertainment stage, show business. Oh, that kind of stage. Sure. You mean there's no business like show business. Possibly people talk about... Hey, do what he That's it. That's it. Huh? That's what I mean. That's it. Look, I'm going to do my great old vaudeville act at the Elk Club Shindig New Year's Eve, and I'd need a good straight man, somebody to tell the jokes to. Jokes? Why didn't you say so, Johnny? I know lots of them. Have you heard the one about the fellow who saw his first cow and said, Say! I've got the jokes all rolled out here. I just need someone to do them with me. Oh. And I think with the proper coaching, you might be the man for the job. I'm not promising you anything, but I'll give you a tryout if you're interested. Okay, Johnny, when do we start? Well, we'll try it out on these jokes right here first. You read the part marked Schultz. I'll be Meyer. We use German accent. I gotcha. Go ahead, Johnny. Tell me, Schultz. Yeah. 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 What do you see? Yeah, written anywhere on that. <laughs> well, I was just playing along, Johnny. Getting in the mood. Well, don't play along. Just read what's on there. Okay, Johnny. Go ahead. Tell me, Schultz. What kind of vegetables do you raise in the beer garden? That's easy, Johnny. Stewed tomatoes. That's my line. You're supposed to say I don't know. Don't know? No. I've known that joke all my life, Johnny. Oh, sure. Poppy used to tell it to us kids all the time. Says he heard General Grant tell it to the boys at the celebration party after they took Richmond. Grant says he got it from Washington's memoirs. Used to be one of George's favorites. Him and Martha Never used to... Never mind. Always... Forget it. Molly, I'm going over to talk to Herb Travis. He used to pull the curtain for all the school plays... Maybe with a little coaching herb could work out. This old fuddy duddy. I gotta find me a straight man for this act. We'll say goodnight to Bibber and Molly in a moment. Christmas may be past, but the holiday spirit still prevails across the land. And on the wonderful programs of the NBC Radio Network. 
you'll hear this spirit reflected in great radio entertainment. Tomorrow night, for example, listen to the top comedy entertainment by that master marksman, Groucho Marx. You Bet Your Life is Groucho's show, and it's packed with good holiday listening as Groucho pokes fun at his contestants and offers them opportunities to share in the prize money. We know you'll enjoy You Bet Your Life each Wednesday evening on the NBC radio network. And we know you'll also want to be on hand for the fun-filled Great Gildersleeve program. Willard Waterman portrays the bumbling Gildersleeve, and the laughs come thick and fast as he wades into trouble as Summerfield's water commissioner. Then you're invited to sit still and walk a mile. Sounds impossible, we know, but you can do it tomorrow as you listen to Bill Cullen in the fast-paced Walk-A-Mile program. Keep your date with relaxing radio listening and set your dial right here to this station where you hear the familiar three NBC chimes. Did you ask Herb to work in your act with you, dearie? Yep. I explained to him what a great act it was, and he was real anxious to do it. Good. So I read him a few of the jokes. What'd he say then? Oh, don't worry, I'll find a straight man. I've got the right guy yet. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. NBC and Tums have brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Make your kitchen chores lighter with the heartwarming shows on the NBC Radio Network.